Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, passion for excellence. This is Auto Line Daily for October 19, 2010, and now the news. A lot going on with electric cars this week and next. GM is showing the Volt to automotive journalists this week, and Nissan will have them in the Leaf next week. But according to the Wall Street Journal, scientists and engineers are questioning whether the price for EVs will drop in the short term due to the high cost of the battery pack. Experts say prices for some of the core metals used in batteries will go up, and the same goes for some of the electronic parts. The U.S. Department of Energy wants to reduce battery costs 70 percent by 2014. Today's batteries cost around $15,000, but experts say that goal is way too ambitious. Some predict it's going to take 20 years just to get a 50% reduction in battery costs. And here's yet another problem with EV batteries. According to Wards, a story that's gone largely unreported is the shortage of machines that make these high-tech batteries. Half of the global capacity to make this equipment is located in Japan, and most of that comes from a single supplier, CKD Corporation, which only sold nine of its machines in 2009, though it is on track to deliver 25 of them this year. Each machine can make cells for up to 3,000 EVs a year. So if you want to make a million electric cars, you need at least 333 of these machines. That means they ought to get to that number in around 2021. In a gutsy move, the Detroit Economic Club told Stephen Ratner he was being uninvited to speak to this prestigious speaker's venue. Ratner was on President Obama's automotive task force until the White House discovered he was being implicated in a million dollar bribery scheme involving the New York Pension Fund. Now, as we've reported, looks like Ratner, a Wall Street investor, is going to get slapped with a $5 million fine and be barred for trading for several years. The Detroit Free Press reports that Beth Chappell, the president of the Detroit Economic Club, decided to uninvite Ratner, even though tickets were selling well for his appearance scheduled later this month. Bravo, Beth! The Econ Club has been around for around 76 years and has invited a veritable who's who of political and business leaders to speak to its members over the years. Ford and Mazda continue to move through what I'm calling a slow motion divorce. Ford has been slowly backing out of some joint ventures and some joint product development. And now reports out of Tokyo strongly suggest that Ford will sell a chunk of its stock in Mazda to Japanese bank Sumitomo. The Detroit News reports that Mazda will now have, have to start looking for another automotive partner. The saga over Volkswagen acquiring Porsche is going to take a little bit longer than we thought. The AFP reports that Porsche faces lawsuits from 30 U.S. investment funds accusing the automaker of manipulating the stock market and not being honest about its attempted takeover of VW in 2008. Porsche and VW chairman Martin Vinterkorn calls the accusations inadmissible and without merit. Because of the lawsuit, Vinterkorn says next year's planned merger could be delayed. He also says a tax hurdle over the merger could delay it as well. But he emphasizes, it will happen. BMW and Peugeot are expanding their partnership. Since 2004, the two automakers have worked together developing engines. 
and now they've signed a memorandum of understanding to cooperate on front-wheel drive hybrid systems. They hope that shared production, standardized components, and economies of scale will cut the cost of the technology. Could this be a diesel hybrid system that Peugeot's been keen on introducing? Neither company is talking. Hey, do you know much about the new Volvo S60? Me neither. But coming up after the break, we are both going to learn a whole lot more about it. Introducing Bridgestone's third generation of run-flat tires with groundbreaking new Bridgestone technologies. Bridgestone run-flat tires offer improved ride comfort, lower rolling resistance, and improved wear while giving you the peace of mind and comfort you need. Volvo says the new S60 is the model that is going to put it back on the map. That's because it puts Volvo right smack in the middle of the mid-size luxury segment. Autoline Daily recently caught up with Jonathan Disley, the interior designer of the S60, and we asked him to take us around the car and tell us what it's all about. Hi, my name's Jonathan Disley, studio chief uh, responsible for the interior of the all-new S60. Let me take you through a few design cues of what this car's all about and where we started designing from. When you take a look at the front of the car, we wanted to make the car very distinctive. So in the rear view mirror, you would see that this is the all new S60 and you would see you in the mirror looking great and looking very dynamic. You see that we got a wider grille, much more deeper, but also a much bigger logo. So you instantly recognize this as a Volvo. But you'll also notice that the, the lamps are much more dynamic. You'll notice that we have this really nice, what I call the eyebrow. So at night, it actually illuminates and goes through the cut line, through into the hood here. It's a really nice feature. You'll also notice that the lines come through the car, wrap around here, and also start to make the car much more planted, graphically much more exciting. And we call that the racetrack. You'll see the lines flow through the car, down over the cant rail, and back to the rear here. And those lines flow through and back over to the other side. But you'll also notice that we have in the shoulder section, what we call the double wave. And this is a slightly raised section over each of the wheel, but plants in the center, gives the car a lower stance, much more power over each wheel, and gives the actual possibility to lower the graphic of the cabin to make it much more sporty dynamic, and also much more uh, proportionally visually better. If we go to the rear of the car, you notice that the lines from the racetrack flow through the back and back to the other side. But you'll also know those racetrack lines go from thin to thick to thin again and actually give the car a much wider visual appearance but also a lower visual appearance as well. And that pretty much gives this dynamic wedge all the way through the car so the car standing still looks dynamic and sporty. The Volvo S60 goes on sale later this year in the U.S. market, and it'll start out with a price of $38,550. And that's today's report on the top news in the global automotive industry. Thanks for watching. We'll see you tomorrow.